0: Welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast, where we dive deep into God's word and discover together how to practically live as disciples of Jesus
1: through the application of gospel truth.
0: Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive. This is Dave Dawson, resting the mic back from Brooks, who uh, took the mic last week, led last week.
1: Yeah, I almost didn't want to give it back, but I, I, I know my place. You it belongs. It belongs in front of Dave Dawson.
0: Dude, I'll tell you what, you did a great job. That was a fun one. That, that was, really, a fun was a good one.
1: one last week. So,
0: well, Brooks is here and uh, Adam is here with us from Pasco. Indeed. And we are still, alas, it's our second week in a row without Pastor J- uh, Jason. So, and anything could happen. It could happen. He'll be with us next week, though. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing all right. Okay, guys, we uh, I'm going to start off with a question. We usually If you've been listening for a while, you pick up. We usually like to start off with an application question on ourselves that kind of leads us into the topic. So if I were to ask you guys, who is one of your favorite biblical characters? Who would be one of your favorite biblical characters?
1: Uh, My favorite, so one of, I can't, that helps me a little bit. Take a little bit of pressure off. one of. I really like Habakkuk. Um, because he complained to God and, you know, I think it takes some uh, guts to complain to God a little bit. Um, I think, you know, we all do it and sometimes. He, he straight up said, okay, here's my complaint. He had a, he had a, uh, question that he, he gave before God. And then what I, what I like about Habakkuk is that he asked this question of God and he sits and he waits. That's why I like, I I think we can learn a lot from that, um, uh, going before God, there's a, there's a sermon there. Yeah, a sermon there, the yeah. winer
0: and the waiter, the winer and the waiter. I think you should you should run with that, Brooks. All right, Adam. How about you? One of your one of your favorite biblical characters. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that Brooks didn't say this, but Jesus is probably. No, I'm just kidding. There we go. obviously for all of us. Um, I really like Tabitha, aka Dorcas, in Acts. It, honestly, like the story of Tabitha is incredible yeah, convert and all these women who are influenced by her and the way that she was used for the kingdom in that time is just really really neat. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and weigh in. I I'll be straight up. I
0: I love David. <laughs> the guy had passion, made so many mistakes, had a heart for God, great warrior, shares your name, shares my name. I'm, a lot of people say I'm just like him. I no, <laughs> not really. I'm the only one that says that. But yeah, I just I mean I love what <laughs> I love what the Lord did in his life. Well, part of the reason I ask you guys that is we are actually entering into as you guys know by now, into uh, preaching on several key biblical individuals, namely Abraham, Moses, Rahab and Abel. So, today we're going to take a look at Abraham, see if, we, see if we can do a bit of a deeper dive into Abraham. Abraham is actually a well, he's not just a Christian figure, is he? He is actually a world figure. And Abraham is I think, arguably, he has he, he has had the greatest influence of any key figure on all three monotheistic religions of the world. That is Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Mm-hmm. So, look, I know we're not you know scholars on all three of these religions, but. Why is why is Abraham?
1: What what is Abraham's influence on these three religions? We'll back up a, a little bit. Help help uh, help me and the rest of the people who aren't as versed in um, some of this. Okay, monotheistic. Ex- explain that real quick for us.
0: Yeah, that you follow one. You believe that there is only one God. You are not poly or mini theistic. You know many gods, right? Like like Hinduism has literally thousands of gods. So, these, these three religions
2: all have, they all believe in one, that there's only one God. Mm-hmm. Compound word, mono. Mm-hmm. The Theism is, right, God. Right. Godism. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we, we would consider, yeah,
1: consider these religions, but what you just listed, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, as Abrahamic religions, that they have their roots in Abraham. Um, <clears throat> um and uh, this Abrahamic covenant type um, religion, uh, some people might not know that that um, yeah that Islam actually would uh, yeah they would say yeah th- they would list Abraham in their list of influential figures in their religion because uh, they would yeah th- th- he was a real person that had a real relationship with a real God. Um, some of these religions would differentiate on who that God was, but.
2: That's what I mean, that, the origin that, story for, for both would be that too. I think yeah. they they would trace themselves back to Abraham, just like Christianity and Judaism do. There's just a split in the line of Abraham's lineage, but it does give. I mean, if you're in a conversation with someone who is like a Muslim, it does give you a some kind of common ground to say, "Hey, we we can agree on some things," mm-hmm. where you don't have that benefit in every other religious view. Yeah.
0: yeah. Abraham is actually in the Quran, right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, oh he's yeah. Part of their um, Abraham, part of their key key books.
2: Okay, so we're looking at Abraham.
0: Abraham is called in the Old Testament. He has a he has a couple of really awesome names. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of them are Father of Faith. He's also called the Father of many nations. All right, so that's wow, that's a powerful influence. Why, why Why on earth was he called the Father of Faith and then the Father of many nations?
2: His name in the Hebrew actually has like it's another compound word has father in it mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. and then ram or room is lifted or exalted like the father who's lifted up the father who's accepted by many in the world whatever but his name actually means father but he's i mean i mean isn't it matthew traces itself back at least through abraham and he's i think the father of many because the promise given to abraham is from god i will bless the nations through you my kingdom is going to go out in and through you to the ends of the world and so the new testament even picks that up that we can all trace ourselves back either spiritually to him or physically to him. Here's a story. I've got a friend who is um his father was Jewish, born in in the Middle East, um in Israel. And so we were in a conversation. He said this. It, he wasn't even like trying to to brag about it. He's like, you know, I, I I can my lineage physically goes back to Abraham. I was like, dang, that is really cool. I'm <laughs> like, I mean, I want that too. <laughs> spiritually, he's our father, but like there are, I mean, this guy, he's yeah. he's a Christian, but his he could trace back his his family line. It'd be really difficult because it's a long time back to Abraham himself. That's pretty cool. That actually
0: is That's really awesome cool. Man. I like that. Bragging right. rights.
2: Well, Adam. So you had mentioned this
0: um, agreement that God made with Abraham or covenant. Um, why don't we? Why don't we just? Why don't we just read that? Can one of you guys read that here? It's. Uh, it's this is called the Abrahamic covenant. It's it's a it's a covenant that God made with Abraham. It's just three verses, but wow, mm-hmm. uh, so many. It's like a like a fountain of blessing that goes out into the whole
1: world, these three verses. Yeah. Genesis 12, 1 through 3 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country your, and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Verse 3 says, I will bless those who bless you, and to him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huge blessing.
0: Yeah. So this is almost, I think it's five times the word blessing is used. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, Adam, you've actually, you've got a friend, he's a professor, right? Didn't you tell me that he's actually writing an entire <laughs>
2: dissertation on this yeah. very word, the word blessing? Yeah, Barak in the Hebrew. He's yeah doing an entire PhD on the significance of that word, not just blessing, but just the way it's picked up in Christianity and Judaism and just the different ways of translating it and the way the Bible uses it in different places. But yeah, a whole career <laughs> studying and writing mm. about that. That's um, amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, if we could, okay, we're not your friend, right? But yeah. let's just see if we can describe a little bit this word blessing. What,
2: What does it mean? Well, I think it's interesting in, I mean, in in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, the amount of times that God says bless, but the amount of times he attaches himself to the giver of the blessing. I mean, the 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 word the the word I shows up so many times as God's just almost this bomb of blessing on Abraham. Like, I'm going to show you favor, maybe is another way of, of interpreting blessing. And it for Abraham it's a concrete thing. Like he's gonna have God as his own father, but God's gonna give him A nation. He's going to give him lineage, even though Abraham is beyond the age of someone who typically has children, and so is his wife. And he's going to make his name great among all the nations. So the blessing comes with this real tangible experience of favor in the world.
0: Interesting, because shortly before this, you have the Tower of Babel, right? Right. Where people were—they were trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. So they build this big tower, right, to reach up to the heavens, so people would know who they are. Mm. And then we turn right around, and God comes to Abraham and says, "I will make your name great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. Right? I, you know, I think I'd add to this. I, I think this is a beautiful word. And by the way, I would love to read your your friend's dissertation. I, I really would, them. because I mean, just as eyes looked at this, looked at this. You know, blessing is it's it's not just good luck or something fortuitous yeah. that happens. It's like you said, it's sourced in God Himself. So. I think what is really getting at is this is God enabling people to flourish in life, you know, and not only is uh, not only do they end up flourishing in life, but He gives them the power to achieve what they were designed to do, which was to flourish. So this this is a beautiful word. You know, when you think of words like you know the kind of the Genesis uh, uh, theme of blessing, going back to you know, like fruitfulness. Filling the earth, mm-hmm. multiplication. I mean, these are this. This is like life and life in abundance. Mm-hmm. So this is just this is just a powerful,
1: powerful covenant. And there's the other side of the uh, the blessing too that we see in this in this covenant. Um, I'll bless those who bless you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will dis uh, and to him who dishonors you, I will curse. Um, uh, <clears throat> I want to be clear that um, this is not prosperity theology that says hey if you do xyz then God will bless you what God is 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 saying to Abraham is uh because I have chosen you and brought, brought you into where I am into my mm-hmm. team into that because of that because of your proximity to me and because of what I want to do through you I will bless you um this is not something that Abraham is. He's checked all the boxes. He said the right thing so that God blesses him. God is blessing him because that's what God does, yeah. and, and and God is a God of blessings. So it's like, so God is saying, "I'm drawing you near to myself. I'm making a promise with you that I'm going to hold on to, and because of that, you will be blessed. It's not because of anything you're doing. Right? And that's and that's a huge distinction. I think we need to make when we talk about, um, I mean, prosperity theology is that if you. You can name it, claim it. If you do what God wants you to do, God's going to bless you. No, that's not what God is saying. God is saying, uh, "I have I not by nothing you have done, Abraham, are you deserving this blessing? I'm doing this because of what I'm going to do for you. Right. This is all because of my actions. So,
2: yeah, probably helpful to remind ourselves we're we're talking about Abraham because we're in this by faith series, Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith, and how Abraham, as one of many different examples, lives by faith. Which, which I think gets to the reality that this covenant that God makes with Abraham is what some call like a unilateral covenant. You can make a covenant where it's two people are agreeing to do the same thing and uphold their bargain. And you see those covenants even in, in the scripture, but God here has a unilateral where he makes the covenant says, Abraham, I'm just asking you to follow me mm-hmm. and trust me, which is just like, I mean, Jesus does the same thing. Here's what I've done for you. Follow me, trust me. And even later on in Genesis 15, there's like a covenant ceremony where, we don't have to get into all the details, but basically God communicates again to Abraham, it's I'm doing these things for you. You need to trust me and you need to follow me, and he does. And mm-hmm. God counts his his faith as, you know, the righteousness of, of that comes through faith. So as Abraham went out in faith, obeying God, believed God that
0: he would be the father of many nations, even though we you know we've all heard the story, right? For many for, for decades he didn't even have any have any kids. You're right. All right. So what are some of the ways that God did bless Abraham? In fact, and then through Abraham, blessed people around him. Can you recall some of those ways? Maybe I'll start off answering my own question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, off. where so. you going,
0: Dave. <laughs> well, I, I think of a couple of things. First of all, I think uh, even though, like, Brooks, I totally agree with you what you said about uh, prosperity theology, the fact is, though, Abraham was bre- blessed materially. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Lord just flat out blessed him materially. But then if you go beyond that, You think of the strife that accompanied Abraham, like wherever he went, Uh and yet he brought peace, right? If you think about Abraham, even through his son Isaac, remember when Isaac was, uh, he dug a hole and the the well, he got a well out of it. Mm -hmm. And then these local tribes came over and said, Hey, that's our well. So he starts, he digs another well. And then they come over and say, That's ours. Anyway, he digs a third or fourth well. And then finally, they leave him alone. So it's like the Lord used, Used Abraham and Abraham's son Isaac to bring blessing to this area by providing water Mm -hmm, for everybody. Uh, Abraham, you know, um, when he went back and got the captives, he brought peace. He helped bring peace to the land by by by, uh, subduing an enemy. So I think that that blessing comes out. uh, God's blessing through Abraham comes out in many ways, and in fact, maybe in every area of life, God will bring blessing through Abraham to uh, both to him and to other people.
2: No, or the opposite because he does he does both. Yeah. Uh, I think I, th- I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. But right after this promise, he goes down into Egypt, lies about Sarah, and then puts Pharaoh at risk. Which is interesting. The whole "I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you." Like God's going to strike Pharaoh to death because he's taking mm-hmm. Sarah as his wife. But then Pharaoh points out, "Hey Abraham, why would you lie to me, man?" Like, mm-hmm. You told me this was your sister, so yeah. Abraham is supposed to bring blessing to this place, and he's bringing curse. And he he's and so
1: fearful of of the the God connected to Abraham, right? right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> and then leads yeah. him to repentance, essentially. Yeah, and then later on with Hagar, God, or Abraham and Sarah aren't trusting the promises that God's going to bring a son through Sarah. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he and Hagar have a relationship, and then comes Ishmael. And the way that he treats Hagar is questionable, right? He banishes her and her son into the wilderness. So yeah, he's but he does. There are so many examples of, of Abraham bringing blessing as well, but he's also a very human figure, right? and God continues to show blessing to him and I mean, I hate to
0: say it, but I really find that encouraging.
2: Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he was like, yeah, he was a tremendous
0: man of faith. He was also, man, he was also kind of a wimp. I mean, two times. Yeah. You know, he claimed that his wife was not his wife. And by the way, pass that on to Isaac, right? Right. Isaac does the yeah. same thing. It's like yeah. father like son, right? right. So... Is it possible that we, who have inherited like this blessing through Abraham to bless the nations, that ultimately comes about through Christ, right? It is actually through Christ that all the world will be blessed. Mm-hmm. So is it possible that we today, we followers of Christ, the children of Abraham, can we bring about some of the same types of blessings to our community and even parts of the world?
1: What do you think, Brooks? I think uh, in... Hmm. can we bring the same type of blessings? Yes. I think I think yes, we do bring blessing uh to the communities that we live in, our workplaces, um to the nations, to uh because we um uh, basically surrender our lives to a different authority. Um and I think the result of that is 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 blessing. I think of one of the. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain. Here, okay, how does how does this play out? Because I really want to. Um, I I, I want to emphasize. Maybe I want to. Maybe I'm overemphasizing this. That that the blessing that God promises us it, it can be material, but it's not it's not just material or mm. or health. And and that's where the prosperity gospel gets gets goes off the rails. Is um, but there is some blessing that comes with it. I think that. Um, there's a blessing of peace that we are to be called, we are peacemakers. Um, And that, and because we walk with the Lord, we are peacemakers in different, um, uh, different variety, different, different areas. So I would say there that a believer blesses whoever is around him or her because he's a peacemaker. Um, uh, So I I do think that there are ways that uh, we today bless our communities because we walk with Jesus. Well, of course, the biggest b- blessing we bring is bringing Christ
0: to the nations. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Bringing Christ to people. And it's through Christ that people, that. That's how they enter into a life of of blessing.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I think the blessing of Abraham isn't just, hey, I have a relationship with Abraham, this man, and all of the things that God's given him. But it's through Abraham, people come to have a relationship with the divine giver of the covenant and the blessings, Mm -hmm. the one who says, pledges himself so many times to Abraham. And if you read through the biblical narrative, the God who gives blessings to Abraham is the one who actually comes in the flesh in Jesus Christ. And I I think in, in some way, when you read the Bible, like Jesus... Jesus is the true inheritor of all of these blessings. He's, both the, he's the God who gives, but he's also the human mm-hmm. who now receives the name above all names, receives a new creation, receives a family for the whole world. And so when we are in the community and living with people and bringing them into contact with Jesus, we're bringing them into contact with not only Abraham, but the God that Abraham trusts and all the blessings that Jesus gives. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that we—it it is possible. Yeah. And I think that we are doing that. And I think we can continue to do that and, and probably do it better. Um, but I think you're right. You think you're both getting it. There's there's always a spiritual element to it when someone comes into contact with Jesus. But there also is at times we can't twist God's arm and tell him, Here's the material blessing I want. But he does, he does bless his people materially. And it's not, it's not a um, you know, a you know, put a coin in and you push the thing you want. Mm-hmm because also we're humans and we experience death and suffering and all those kinds of things too. But um, I think, I think, yeah, you get both when you have a relationship with God and you can flourish in or any circumstance through relationship with Christ, whatever you have or don't have, which I think in itself is a material blessing right? with whatever you have or don't have. You can also flourish spiritually and in your life when you're related to God through Christ. So we
0: started off saying that Abraham not only was the father of many nations, but he was the father of faith. And so obviously for us today, that is the same thing, that that is what pleases God. It is our faith in him, faith in his word, faith that he will work. So why why is faith such a big part of Christians bringing blessing to the world?
1: To ask that again. Sorry, so
0: why, why is faith such a big
1: part of our bringing blessing to the world? Well, the most... Specifically, um, there is no name by which we are saved except Jesus. So, I mean, if you're talking about eternal uh, security, um, it's only by faith in Jesus. So, there's that—that the most basic level. um, uh, And and then there are many many things that change because of faith in Jesus.
0: I think part of it, you know, I would say here for today, there is a despondency, you know, that many people have, um, not just here in the states, but around the world. And yet, we we have faith in a God who is able to bring blessing. Mm-hmm. So, for us to be people of faith in the face of despondency and darkness and stuff, it, it really does allow us to bring hope, right. to bring encouragement, to bring light into the darkness. And just like you were pointing out earlier, Adam is is for us to really point to the God who who brings blessing. Like yeah. no matter what, His hands aren't tied. He's not poor. He's not frustrated. He um, he is in control of this world.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And we can be discouraged by the the world we live in, thinking that there's no hope for the gospel. But it's yeah, by faith we're trusting it's still God's world and it's still God's plan and he still has a purpose and a mission that He wants us to be on. And so in those moments we feel like, man there's nothing I can do or there's nothing that we can do, you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is nothing you can do, but by faith, like God can work in and through you and does work in and through you. So there are those moments where we have to we have to walk by faith and trust that God's going to do something for his kingdom. And then also I think for our own resources, we think to ourselves like I don't I don't know how to do that. Like I don't know how to be a blessing. I'm trying to figure my own life out. How am mm-hmm. I supposed to be a blessing to others? And by faith, we we can step out and follow Jesus and know that He's going to use us and put us in opportunities to to share the gospel and to to share the blessings that that Christ has given us. Um, and I think even after those opportunities, we have the faith to say, okay, like I I walk by faith. I tried to do this, Lord. I'm leaving it in your hands. And by faith, I'm going to trust that you're going to use that. So I think it's faith. Just it circles it. It it's it's every part of life on mission and and trying to to make a difference in the world. I think it's a great synopsis of
0: our series. The whole thing is called by faith. Yeah, right. It is by faith. So I think for Bethel Church, we have we have got some really good days ahead of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in the last couple of months, even here in the deeper dive, we have brought out some of those things that we believe the Lord is doing yeah. in our church, in us, and then is going to do through us, mm-hmm. through our church you know, uh, to our community, to bring blessing to our community and to bring blessing to the world. Thanks for joining us this week. Listen in next week as we continue to encourage each other to practically follow Jesus through the application of gospel truth. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also love to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed week.